everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Reaction Therapy Podcast. I am your resident psychotherapist, Tom Stevens. This is the brains behind the operation. I am. Nick Stevens. And we have an episode today that even I am excited about because... I don't even know. I have no clue what's about to happen. So this is kind of fun. Nick planned the entire thing, yep. and we are going to do this show together. Without him, it just doesn't happen. Nick? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tom has no idea what's going on. I think I should leave that intro in. What do you say? Reaption therapy? Reaption therapy. Yeah, y'all won't see that, but uh, you know, we should do an episode. We should. I need. I've wanted to do it for a while, uh, like an episode or an extra episode of like a clip of all the mess ups. Like I that. know, but have you saved them? I would have to go back and get them. I have. I have them saved to a hard drive. But okay. I just need. I'm to. all. I'm all excited about that. I think for our one year uh, anniversary, we anniversary. should do something like that. We should. Yeah. Well, uh, this what do we have fun. today, Nick? Yeah, I kind of just. And how it. are you doing? We could talk for a long time about that. About how I'm doing? Well, actually, not you. It would be more me. Oh, yeah, Tom. Tom's been. It's through been it. a long week. Tom's been through it on multiple levels. Like, should we just? I'm not going to interrupt your show, and I don't know well, why my iPad keeps making sounds. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, um, yeah. Tom's been through this week, um, so we, <laughs> I'm sure he would appreciate your prayers. Um, but this one's going to be fun. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's kind of something I just made up um, earlier today, even. But uh, it's going to be really fun. I'm I'm excited to do something different. It's kind of like last week's. If you watch, or it's not last week's. We recorded it last week. A couple of weeks ago, y'all saw how we did that the timer where we had different yes. topics and we had like five minutes to talk about it. That was loud. Uh, it was similar to that, but it's not exactly the same. It's kind of have has my own twist to it, um, and it's kind of an off the cuff thing. Like I'm just kind of kind of wing it, and I think it'll be good. Your chance to be producer, director, engineer, and yeah. all of it. Before we get into that, I wanted to mention that we are in November now. Um, y'all, most of y'all, um, YouTube people are seeing this like the 11th of November, I believe. And so we're smack dab in the middle of November and we've started, um, giving away money to charities. So I wanted to first mention that and, uh, get your take on that. I know you've talked about it a lot, but we're actually finally doing it. So yeah, very yeah. passionate about that. I love giving back. I believe in giving back. I believe in tithing. I believe in taking a piece of of what I make and giving it back both in money and in time to people that I think could benefit from it. And so for us to be able to find organizations that are worthy causes, like that do what we talk about in terms of mental health with people in our world and youth in our world is a really cool thing. And we finally gotten to a place with reaction therapy where I feel very comfortable doing that and uh, it stretches us a little bit, but it's it's yeah. something I think that we've both talked about. I've, we've always talked about giving, yeah. But I really want it to be on behalf of everybody at Reaction Therapy and the family that's been created here of over two hundred thousand people. Yeah. So and uh, it's so so cool with us with our channel and our community how we want to involve the community in giving mm -hmm. as well. And um, we've we started what we talked about in a previous episode with memberships how that's been a huge thing. And we've had so many generous people giving that way. Mm -hmm. And then now through giving to charities, we're going to allow yeah. um, our community to help us with that. And I, I think want to cool. lead the way with that. I want us to yeah. be able to get out in the front of that. And if there were any other reaction channels that were 
yeah, doing something for a worthy cause, I would want to be able to, to give to that as well, because I think it's important to be able to give to help other people. Yeah. I like how we're matching uh, hats. I just noticed that. Oh, wow. Black. Same hat. I like to curve mine. Yeah, I know. I, like I see Tom. He'll just have his hat. I'll just be like doing this all the time. Yep. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, yeah, I just wanted to mention that. And I want to also mention that we are close to, not really cl- we're kind of close to Thanksgiving. We're pretty close. We just, Halloween just happened mm-hmm. and Thanksgiving is coming up and it's starting to get like close to the holidays which is, I think, both of our favorite yep. times of year. Love this is this my first holiday year. in four years. It's like in four years or three yeah. years that I've actually been in in this house for the holidays. Before, that is the truth. I mean, I've come down for the holidays, but going into the holidays, I've been at school, and yep. finally now I'm here. Um, and it's kind of cool because I remember always coming home for like Thanksgiving or Christmas and just like having it feel so different than like, because I'm changing scenery, but also it it's just it feels different around. Yeah. I think anywhere like it it just feels different when mm-hmm. it's close to the holidays when it's colder outside stuff like that. And so this year I'm actually watching the changes happen, and I'm even helping like with the decorations and stuff. Love like that. It. It's just totally different. So good. But I wanted to ask you what this is kind of our intro topic. It didn't even work. <laughs> uh, the, that intro topic was supposed to work there. <laughs> I clicked the button and it didn't even do anything. But this is our intro topic. I'll fix that later. Um, today is, uh, I wanted to get your, not your favorite holiday, but what's your like favorite moment or favorite thing during the holidays? And I guess you can gear it more towards Halloween, Thanksgiving, like this, not really Christmas like, yet. but Like right now time of year? You know, what's your favorite either about this time of year or about any holiday that's close yeah. to now, anything like that. I, just I love get your the take. time off that we get to pause for me, like at Thanksgiving and then at Christmas. The The time off to me is the biggest. To have a few days even where we're not at work and we work hard, Jill and I, and we've done a lot and you've done a lot. But to be able to take time off to me is the biggest treasure. To be able to sleep in or wake up if I want. And to be able to just hang around and to be around family for me is the biggest thing. Like we don't have anything majorly pressing. We don't have assignments. We don't have appointments. We we are just here at the house hanging out, whether it's putting up decorations or eating food or playing games or watching TV. That's my favorite family time. It's a good, it's a good time. Yeah. That. I, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to copy you and say that, but like for me, um, just the past couple of years, being able to be home, is one yeah. of my biggest one, but also with family because I'm at school with friends, but then I get to home, go home and be with family. And I feel like a lot of college students can relate to that. Very like, different when you go away for weeks or months at a time, you come home and you know you're going back in a few days or a week. Yeah. And then, you know, you, you just want to pack it all into that time. Now you're it's home <laughs> and you get to be able to have this time to, to kind of just go through it with us. I yeah. like that. I, I think, my favorite part, I guess, of the holidays and like of this time, obviously Thanksgiving makes me think of food, which food, Thanksgiving food's awesome, but also football is a big thing around this time. Yeah, and I think thing. really just outdoor like stuff, doing stuff yeah. outdoors around this time, it's awesome because especially where we live down in the South where it's yeah. hot all year and it even is sometimes during uh, November, but um, I think just having it be very um, 
not very cool, but a lot cooler outside makes me want to be out there more. Like today, for example, as we're recording this, it's so super nice. cold. Like it's actually cold outside. Like if you are out there for too long in shorts and t-shirt, yeah, you actually get cold. Yeah. Um, I think that that's my biggest thing. It's like just having it be cooler outside, having being mm-hmm. able to go outside and not like sweat. <laughs> I don't know. That probably would be mm-hmm. my favorite thing. I don't know. Probably my favorite thing. Yeah. But anyway, I just I just didn't know if you had anything else to say. <laughs> Awkward pause there. Yeah. So I guess if nothing else, we'll move on. No, it's all fun. We have a blast. Nick and I kid with each other a lot. So we, I thought I would just leave that should, pause dangling for a if second. For some reason, I highly doubt you're watching this and you haven't seen us on live streams. But if you haven't seen us on live streams, you should join <laughs> because we uh we kind of poke at each there's, other. There's there's a little bit of humor in watching us face to face to see the facial expressions that go back and forth. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. that's the way I do things with Nick. He kids with me too. Yeah, your big thing is just like looking at me and just waiting for me to say something because <laughs> I'm hey, I, I get very awkward. I don't want to go very far without acknowledging that we're in November and we're it's a month of thanks. We've made it every action therapy true, and we have a lot of Thanksgiving going on. We decided a while back to make this month focused on. Uh, giving thanks for what we have, giving back, and also uh, giving thanks to certain people. That's true. And a great thing you've done, Nick, with preparing the reactions for certain people who have meant a lot to reaction therapy. And everybody has who's even subscribed, but yeah. there are certain people who have given so much of their time and energy and money to be able to help other people have memberships, to be able to help the Discord server run, to be able to help you know, the community stay close together. And so kudos to you for acknowledging yeah. all these people this month. We couldn't acknowledge everybody. There's just no way. Well, there's, only, there's only 30 days in a month. But, but we're also, able to get a few. We wanted to give a few because... So that was that We are in the middle of that. And so every now and then you're going to see a video that's, that's a request by somebody who's special that has dedicated a lot of time and energy and resources to yeah. us. I think it's, I think that yeah. is cool. I'm glad you mentioned that because I was not going to, but, uh, yeah. Okay. Well here, let's see if my brain works this morning here when I go. came up with this, but, um, I think this one will work. Maybe let's, let's see. Come on. It did. It worked. Whoa. That the was The topic quick. of the day and what this episode is going to be titled is how do I stop? How do I stop? So that could mean a lot of different things. Just stop. But what the goal for me for this is to give y'all quick tips or quick advice. I'm, I can't give advice because I'm not a therapist, quick but tips. for Tom to give like advice on a certain topic, I'm going to do as many topics as I can through this. But the goal of this is to go through different topics, mental health related, most likely. I mean, there might be some that aren't mental health, but most of them will be. And to have Tom like in a short amount of time, I'm not going to put a timer up or anything. I'm just going to, when I kind of feel like we need to move on, I'll move on. <laughs> but um, for different topics, and the goal is to have Tom say, to give advice on how you can stop something. If you're, it, we'll, we'll just get into it. But the main thing is how do I stop? So keep that in mind mm-hmm. as we go through it. So I'm not going to put a timer up or anything. Like my blue pullover, Nick? I do. <clears throat> That's not, those aren't. It's a new one. Not on the store yet. No, but hopefully. Didn't know if anybody would want blue. If people watch this and they want it, let us know, and we can Blue. possibly put them. It on says the reaction store. therapy on the back. Yeah, 
but okay i'm just distracted it's okay yeah um <laughs> maybe that's one of them who knows uh but okay so first topic and i'm just gonna stop you when i feel like it okay i have no idea what's coming first topic how do i stop anxiety anxiety go for it go yeah well the common phrases are breathe slowly meditate uh slow down but the real key to stopping anxiety is knowing the trigger points. So if you know what triggers you, whether it's large crowds or whether it's loud places or whether it's, you know, people that uh, get too close to you or say certain things to you, or if you have certain sounds or notice the places that started. So go back in life for you and look at your anxiety and see how they started. Commonly, we all get anxious, like when we're put on the spot or something. And you've got to know when those things happen. If you know that, you can prepare for it. Because what you could do is say, oh, this is one of those times again. So I need to shift gears. And what I tell people with anxiety is leave the place you're in. Even if it's a room in a house or a building, or even if it's a spot, like you're at one desk and you go to another desk, leave the spot you're in and shift gears because that will help the brain kind of look and see life in a different way. So leave. And if at all possible, walking. So the bilateral stimulation of walking with your feet stepping left, right, left, right is what will help the brain turn on and process out the anxiety. So walk around uh, a park, walk around a neighborhood, walk around a building that you're in. Just try to move. It can be just regular pace and think about the things that are making you anxious. And I promise you, that's what helps kind of settle the nervous system in terms of desensitizing to those things. What we try to do with anxiety, Nick, is stop, keep it away. We, we try to push it away and not yeah. deal with it. What we need to do is bring it in, filter it through and recognize, is this real? Like, is this something I'm making up to be anxious about? Or is it a real thing? Like I have a test in 30 minutes. That is a real thing. If it's, I'm afraid I'm going to get fired today. Mm -hmm. And there's no, there, there's nothing that would mean that. You have to know if it's real, then you look at the tangible things to do about it. If it's not real, then you look at where am I going to go? What am I going to do next to help me move forward so that I don't keep staying anxious? But you can also write it down, put it in your phone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. I can keep um, going. No, no, no. That's a good. You can keep going There's as more. far as you want, and I'll just cut you off. Okay. Next time. So but, put it But down. I'm cutting you off here. Oh, okay. But now that you had gave me an opportunity, I'm going to take it, but in the, in the future for these next ones. Uh, next one, I, I don't really know how to say it like without, I'm not trying, if I say something that offends somebody, I don't mean to, I'm just trying to get, say the certain okay. thing without, but it's, ha, it's like body image, like issues, like image like dysmorphia, kind body, of body just, dysmorphia, I guess. Yeah. So that's the next one. How do you yeah. see yourself? Yeah. Your own okay. body. Well, how do I stop? Go. You know, that's getting a little bit deeper into things like needing therapy. So mental health, um, needing you know, nutritionist type thing. I, with those issues, there's the common thing of like listening to what other people think. I mean, supportive people, not people that are making fun of you or calling you names. Really, you have supportive people in your life who I've had people not like their body at all. And I'm like, it actually looks very good. Like it's perfectly regular body. Yeah. But a lot of times those people don't listen to people who are supported. So find people around you that love you, care about you, and that are honest and supportive and listen to what they have to say. The second is, though, like I said, you really do need to look at a mental health professional that can help you honestly look in the mirror because most people that have body image issues, or let's take an eating disorder that's going off the track. If somebody has anorexia where they feel like 
they are just, they, they're not small enough. And so they stop eating. They will never see themselves small enough. So they will never stop eating. I mean, stop, stop eating. They'll always deprive themselves and it's an addiction. So body image issues can be an addiction, but what you want to do, and I usually tell people in my office is, okay, you have an issue with your body. Let's talk about which parts of your body you have an issue with. And then I say, okay, point out the parts of your body that are actually very good and you love those parts of your body. And I had one girl one time, a teenager who said, my hair, I hate everything mm -hmm. about me, my face, my body, I love my hair. So at least we focused on that and then we started from that point that mm -hmm. there are some things about you that are amazing. And it is true that your grade of yourself is gonna be harder than other people's grades of you. So get some help from somebody, even if it's a mentor or a support group, people who are around you that can actually help you see what your real issue is. Cause your real issue is not whether your body is okay. Your real issue is whether I'm okay and I fit in into the world and it's a control mm -hmm. thing. So we tend to hold on to that control, which means we can never be perfect enough. And even if you feel like you're overweight and you lose weight, it's still not enough. Or if you're working out, take working out. Everybody I talk to who works out bodybuilds. It's never enough. Yeah, like I want to be bigger. I want to be more tone. You have to be able to look at your body and say, what should I expect from myself? Like we put too much pressure on ourselves to be too much. And you know what does that? Social media. So we have social media out there <laughs> like, sure. that shows people images all the time. Are you yeah. cutting me off? I'm cutting you off right well, there then. because who knows? That could be another one. But next oh, one. Oh, okay. Not right now, but maybe. Uh, next one is self-doubt. Self-doubt. How do we stop self-doubt? We just don't doubt. Just <laughs> okay, <stop>. but <laughs> for people who struggle with it, it's not that easy. The self-doubt is the disbelief in yourself. Okay, so when you have a disbelief in yourself and you don't think you're good enough, you don't think you're capable enough, again, mental health matters. If you're going to do this on your own, it's very hard. You know why? Because the person that comes into me with self-doubt issues, if they didn't come into me, what are they doing? They're looking in the mirror saying, I'm not good enough. I'm not capable. I can't do it. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not. So if your brain gets stuck on that, your brain very often is not going to just get you out of it. You need outside help. That could be podcast. That could be support groups. That could be a mentor, teacher, coworker, friend, family member that's real supportive. They can help you too. But that's where the mental health comes in of if you doubt yourself, you have to look at the facts. And what I always do is say, okay, tell me where you have reason to doubt. Nick, if you have self-doubt, where do you have reason to doubt? You could say in school with grades. You could say with finances. You could say with your body. You could say with relationships. Reaction, reaction you could therapy. say. With reaction therapy, yeah. not feeling good enough, even though people say it's a great channel, it's awesome. You might yeah. say, I don't think I'm good enough at it or we're not doing enough. Yes. So then I look at just like anxiety, I say, okay, if your self-doubt is in reaction therapy, how much of that is real? What are the facts that back that up? What about it is not working? What about you is not good enough? What about you doesn't have enough money? And when they say, because I'm broke all the time, and I don't think I'm ever going to be able to climb out of debt. Okay, let's look at what that is, what your debt is. And let's look at where you spend your money. And let's look at how you might actually waste certain money or time or energy. Or you might realize, well, I guess I am doing better than I thought. 
and you focus more on what you have capability of, what you yeah. what you can do rather than what's not working. Because yeah. most of the time, again, I go back to it, we compare ourselves to other people mm -hmm. and that's where self-doubt comes in. True. Yeah, it's kind of like focusing on, there's gotta be some positivity in your life. Like there, even if you doubt a lot about yourself, I feel like there's, you look at whatever positive thing you can yeah. think of, like no matter how small it is and take it from there. And if take you say something negative about yourself or, you know, your situation, I always want people to say something positive too. It, it could be like, anything, but. It's like the Inside Out movie, right? Isn't it from there? A parental guidance. Parental guidance. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Put downs. I meant, I meant that. Yeah. Isn't that what that was? Yeah. You, you, owe, me, you owe me three put up. Yeah. <laughs> That's how they did that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's that thing of balancing, but you have to be able to, if you have a negative and I can think negatively about myself, then what are the positives of me? And you always want to, you know, I just hate my job. Well, what's the positive? I don't yeah. like the weather. Well, what's a positive? It doesn't mean like the weather. It just means what is going good. Yeah. You know, I was able to go home early today or I was able to, you know, have a day of rest and just chill out or, you know, I didn't have to clean up this or go get that. There can be lots of positives that we don't ever pay attention to. True. Okay. Next one. Um, so this is a very big topic. So I'm going to narrow it down a little bit. How about like addiction to like a substance. So like that could be drugs, alcohol, food. Because there's a lot of a different addictions, mm -hmm. but just like addiction to a certain like substance yeah. that you take or eat or drink or something well, like that. You know, I'm going to say get help. You know, I'm going to say 12-step programs. Yeah. I'm going to say therapy because when stopping addiction to a substance or a thing, an item, you have to be able to have the strength to know what to do instead. And most people, if they are a drug addict, cannot just stop being a drug addict and live a normal life. Because all they've done to deal with stress and all they've done to deal with happiness, joy, is use. So if somebody's addicted to something, then most often they celebrate with using and they take their anger, anxiety, and stress out on using. That's what makes them feel better. And the trouble is you can't just stop that on your own. I've seen a lot of people quit. I have seen people quit and become like abstinent from something, which means they've just stopped using, but their character doesn't change and who they are doesn't change. So how do you stop? You go to a 12-step program, you get therapy, one or the other to start for sure. And it's not as daunting as you think. And you find support groups or you find um, mentor people out there that can actually lead you. You find people who live a better life than you do and you follow them. That could it, be for this entire thing. How do you stop? Yeah. Just find somebody else that does. Well, but think about it. If yeah. you're a you're a drug addict and you go to somebody who's never used drugs in their life, mm -hmm. that can be really hard, even if they have a great life. Sure. Because they can't relate to the mm -hmm. need for drugs. But if you find a drug addict who's actually made their life better, mm -hmm. they know what it's like to want to get high. Yeah. And they also know what it's like to live life without it. So I think with addiction. You have to have like-minded people around you that understand what it's like to have the craving and also understand what it's like to not depend on it anymore. That's pretty critical. I love yeah. addiction because there is a similar pattern to it. It's group unity. It's a set amount kind of steps that you follow. Mm -hmm. And it is putting yourself in situations to succeed with people who actually want you to succeed. But if you go to rehab, 
and they get you clean from drugs or using, and you go back home to the same people you were just out with, the same thing's going to happen all over yeah. again. It's just not going to get any better. Okay. So we have two more. Mm-hmm. First one um, is kind of like a, I asked you could call it an addiction, but you mentioned social media earlier. So like maybe just like a, I guess an addiction to like your phone or social media or just, and don't like not going into like the self absorbed or like, like into looking at other people. It's more of like just having that addiction. Needing it all the Stimulation, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, that that's almost like it's a little bit like food, you know, food's just a common part of our everyday life. So when people look at addiction to food, um, addiction to food is not just people who are shoving food down their throat all day. (laughs) Yeah. Like it's really not. A lot of times it's subtle. You don't see it. Yeah. But this is similar. Like a lot of people need to have their phone. Just look at an elevator, a waiting room. Uh, walking down the street, how many people are just looking at their phones, right? Mm -hmm. So it is the need to have this companion that's going to help you feel normal. And I think it's a security blanket. You know, it's something that people need. So how do you stop? You consciously tell yourself, what am I going to do with my phone while I'm filling the blank? Working uh, in an appointment, uh, going to the gym to work out, what am I going to do to studying instead of, the, of keeping it with me? And I would say you concentrate on certain times where you don't have it. That's why I'm a big fan of people uh, shutting it down or leaving it in a different room at night while they sleep so you can sleep, especially younger people. But I'm also a fan of people leaving phones in their car while going to a restaurant. So that is a friend of mine. I love the story she told because she has a group of ladies that she goes out to eat with once a month and whoever pulls their phone out first to check it at all has to pay the bill for the entire table. (laughs) And if nobody does and they all split it, that'll stop a lot of people. It really is a conscious effort of not pulling that thing out because I think it's a security blanket. I also think it's something that helps us not have to get super uh, in touch with our feelings and vulnerability. If people like in my office and our mental health, our therapy office in the waiting room, people don't come in like 20 years ago where they'd sit down and read a magazine. We have a whole thing of magazines and people very rarely come in and sit down and read a magazine. They'll come in and pull their phone out. When you get in an elevator, you ever see it? You get in an elevator? Yeah, so Everybody just pulls I, out their phone. Looks I'm up. guilty of it. I do it. I mean, like, I think that that also is it's more it is a security blanket but i also think it's so when you're around people and you pull out your phone it's more of like a you can relate to the other person like i'm i'm just like you because we, like we, we, we both have smokers we both have phones we're both on them like it also could be like especially younger people it also could be like shyness if you don't want to talk to somebody you don't know that's it right, right not there. shyness but just like being scared. Um, don't of- want to feel alone. You don't want yeah. to feel completely isolated. So I have a friend here. I have this companion. Yeah. And if you don't have that phone with you and you're stuck either looking at the floor or yeah. looking around at <laughs> yeah. people, you're going to have to make eye contact with somebody or yep. you look at the floor and you just try to avoid people, which yeah. is really uncomfortable. Very so I think it really teaches us. And the answer I would say to how do we stop is you pick specific points where you're not going to have it. You don't have to go 24 seven without it. But pick certain points. If you tend to use it late into the night and not get enough sleep, if you tend to use it in elevators, 
you have to consciously tell yourself it's going to be in the bottom of a briefcase or a purse or a bag or I'm going to turn it off before I get in the building and go in an elevator or a waiting room and I'm going to leave it off. And you have to follow through with that commitment. Okay, the last one, uh, something I think everybody struggles with, it's something that is impossible to probably not struggle with is like greed or selfish selfishness, like mm-hmm. just wanting everything. Gosh, how do we stop do we greed stop and selfishness? Some people are greedy and selfish and they don't know it though too. It's true. I think you stop it by gratitude. So I think gratitude is a big thing we talk about in our family of just what am I grateful for? And I always go by daily bread, like being fed enough today that what I have is enough. The money, the time, the food, the people, the work, like that what I have in front of me is enough. I'm going to take advantage of it. I'm going to use it to its fullest so I don't waste. And so being, whenever we're grateful for something, like this is so nice and I feel so comfortable. I feel so taken care of. I feel so uh, satisfied with whatever I have. Then greediness and selfishness doesn't enter the equation. I also think, so gratitude's one. Really writing down or putting in your phone, what am I grateful for today that I kind of don't deserve, but I have. That can be legs to walk. That can be air to breathe. That can be a brain to think. That can be money to spend. What am I grateful for? And really write those things down and look at them. Pay attention to those things. And notice when greed sets in, it's usually, again, we go back to it in comparison. Mm -hmm. And if we weren't comparing with other people, like if we're camping out in the wilderness where there's no cell signal or nothing and we can't bathe or anything for three or four days, we kind of all just become one main same person. Like Uh nobody's better than anybody else at this point. But for you to be able to see, what am I grateful for? I also think giving is a big one. So gratitude and generosity are my two biggies on that. If you are grateful steadily, and if you are generous, meaning giving of your time, your resources, your energy, that you don't focus as much on what you think you deserve. You're actually there to give to other people. Yeah. That's good. It's really hard to do. Gratitude and generosity. Yeah. I mean, I, again, um, that was, so hopefully that went well. I think it went pretty well. I think it went great. But I, like I said at the beginning, I'm not trying to attack anybody for this. I'm trying to give you know help cool to people. You know what's cool about it though, Nick? You're bringing up multiple topics yeah. in a rapid format that lets us touch on a lot of different things. And in the mental health field, that's pretty important just to hear. Like you may yeah. not... Three of these topics may not matter to you at all or be a part of your life, but some of them might. And so when you just listen, and I encourage people to re-listen, just listen again to this podcast because you can get information from it Mm -hmm. that maybe applies to you. There you go. You just got free therapy session right there. Free therapy. All right. That'd be awesome. Going to our Q&A. Let's see. I think we have two questions. Here's the transition. You always, you always have thought Shake that my weird. head. I don't know. The Q&A is a, it's like a Qbert thing. Yeah, it's like a Qbert. Remember Qbert uh, from my days, Qbert. <laughs> so we have two questions. First one, I think you've probably answered before, but I don't know. Um, what made you want to become a therapist? Mm. Well, there's kind of two, two answers to it. One, I was kind of forced into it because I didn't know what else to do. And I honestly didn't know I wanted to be a therapist until graduate school. 
I mean, I like psychology, but then there's the textbook definition, right, of psychology when you're in college or whatever, like it's, I'm going to be a psychologist. And I don't even know what that means, but there are so many levels of mental health field. There are people who do testing. There are people who work in shelters or nonprofit uh, community or hospitals. There are people who work in private practices like ours just to do counseling and therapy. There's a wide range people who work for insurance companies to work with benefits and human resources. There are a lot of therapists, licensed therapists, people who do different jobs. So I didn't know what I wanted to do until grad school when I took a course in play therapy that worked with children. And I thought, this is what I love. As soon as I took the first play therapy course, I fell in love. And I love the idea of working with children, that there's a special way to work with them. And then not many people at that point were really super trained in it. So I loved, I could relate to children more. And so I loved how honest they were and how natural and genuine they were. And then that translated to working more with adults and parents. But uh, graduate school is the first thing, uh, meaning that was where the passion came in. Uh, and then that's morphed over time. The beginning was I didn't, I'm the textbook example, Nick, of I didn't know what I wanted to do. <laughs> and when I went to school, when you went to college, you didn't have to know what you wanted to do. Yeah. You went to college to find that out. Mm -hmm. Now, they want you to go in knowing what you want to do, and that's not easy, right? It's not. Definitely not. It's, I mean, I, I I always, like, before college, I always heard, like, I switched my major five times or whatever, and everybody would just had no idea what they wanted to do. And I feel like now you hear listen to high school seniors or even juniors in high school, and they're like, yeah, I want to do this. And yeah, it's like, they, how do you know that? They like, have it what? nailed down. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Anyway, I just I stuck with my degree, and I hope it hope it'll work out. So far, so good. So far, so good. Um, last question. This has to do with some of the stuff we were talking about earlier. What are some tips for dealing with emotional abuse? Ooh, this is a tough one because this is kind of the blind side. Like this is the almost unseen part of relationships and abuse at some point because it's not leaving the physical scarring. Yeah, that other abuse does. So emotional abuse is more in the body language, the words that are used, behind the scenes, gaslighting that goes on, mm -hmm. which means I'm going to take a problem that's really my fault and turn it back onto you and make it your fault and make you feel crazy. Yeah. And when you say, you know, it's three weeks in a row that you haven't shown up when you said you were going to show up. And then I turn it right back on you and I say, do you remember the time that you did this to me? <laughs> And what you did and how, how embarrassing that was yeah. for me, I can't believe you. And so I completely turned the tables and that's, that's gaslighting, which is emotional abuse. But there's a lot of emotional abuse that uh, people make other people feel real small, insignificant, and they step on them when they're down. And it, it's almost grooming them into it at times. And this could be man or woman, either way, either side. And it is incredibly unhealthy and the way to step out of it is to step out of it. When you are in a relationship with one, uh, somebody who's emotionally abusive, you have to, number one, go get your own help, get your own therapy. That's good because they can teach you boundaries and they can teach you what's appropriate and not. Most people that come in that have had emotional abuse to me, when I look at them and say, that's what it is, they will say, I didn't even realize it. Yeah. Like I just thought that's, I thought oh. it was my fault or I thought I wasn't good enough or I thought, you know, if I just did something a little bit more, it would be better. The ones that do come in and say I'm being emotionally abused but can't leave, that's a real codependent thing, right? I just didn't think I could leave. I thought I was supposed to just stay and it would get better over time. 
No, it's not going to get better. So you learn boundaries. You learn to stand up for yourself and say, it's okay for you to not like me. And it's okay for you to tell me that you disapprove of something I'm doing. Yeah. But it's not okay to personally, our our family motto is hit below the belt. It's not okay to hit below the belt Mm -hmm. and sucker punch somebody and, and demean them. That's what emotional abuse does. You know, when you see people who just like are intentionally mean. Yes. I see it sometimes in restaurants, (laughs) even when somebody talks to a server where you are, and for no reason, just putting somebody down or demeaning them when they don't even have anything to do with it. Yeah, usually I feel like that usually has to come back to like the way like you feel about yourself. Like you you have low self-worth and so you feel like you have to. To make yourself feel better, mm-hmm. you have to display that. Uh, like we say that. in mental health, right? Hurt people. Hurt people. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. If you can remember that, but you have to have enough integrity when you're in these abusive relationships and support around you for somebody to say, it's time for you to get out. Yeah. Because most people that experience emotional abuse hide it. They don't. Well, number one, the person who's abusive is like, don't you dare tell anybody or I'll tell them how horrible you are. Yeah. So they threaten them. But number two, the person doesn't feel confident enough to say, I don't deserve that. And I'm not staying here one minute longer. Yeah. True. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> anyway, that tough way to end. It's way easier yeah. to see physical abuse, right? Yeah. And it's true. not easy to see it. It's just way easier to notice it because it's overt. It's, it's like the, you know, physical ramification of what somebody's doing, but the emotional is behind the scenes a lot. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Time for everybody's favorite. You got it? <laughs> no. You got your inspiration. You've given a lot of good things. I, I feel like, um, rewatch this episode. <laughs> yeah. I feel like one of the things you said on this last question was, um, the, how you get out of it is to get out of it or something like that. Oh, no. I don't know if that doesn't really help. Just leave. No, just that's not always easy. I think that part I said just in the last segment about uh, being generous mm-hmm. and being, um, uh, now I'm blanking on my words. What did I say? Giving. Be, be generous. That's the giving part. Oh. And see? Grateful. Grateful. Thank you, Nick. I just, it leaves me so quickly. So to learn to be grateful for what you have in front of you today, honestly, that's an inspiration I try to give everybody. Just look at what you have to be grateful for that's right in front of you. And I've had like back issues with myself lately where I've kind of not been able to walk at certain points. And now I realize how grateful I am just to be able to move and to be generous with your time, your energy, your resources, whatever, just to be generous and giving towards other people can many times put life in the right perspective. Boom. There you generous go. Generous and grateful. Be generous, be grateful. There you go. Cool. That was a great episode. I think Good it job, worked Nick. out. Hopefully, if y'all want to see like another episode like this, I think it'd be cool to do. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people will get a lot of out of this. I like the rapid fire things. I love to see clocks and buzzers and bells and all yeah, that stuff. I just didn't want to be fun. I just don't want to be repetitive. I we got to figure out other things. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Thank well, you. If I will job. say before we leave, if you want an extra episode um, of this podcast, we could talk about some more of these kind of topics. Mm-hmm. Or if you just want to support us more, you can go to uh, patreon.com slash reaction therapy or yes. join as a member on YouTube. You get an extra episode of this podcast every single week. And you also get this podcast a week before everybody else does. And so, a private live stream. And private live streams once a week. Members so. only. 
and some more cool stuff, extra videos, stuff like so that. So much good stuff out there. Go get it. A lot of extra stuff. But so I would say that if you want extra stuff, that's the way to do Look it. Look into the memberships and the um, subscriptions. Yeah. Anything else you want to say? That is it. I cannot right. wait for the holidays. All right. And we can't wait to see you on, on the, the next Reaction, Reaction Therapy, Therapy Podcast. Podcast.